Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
Hello everyone and welcome to Straight White Well. This is episode 98 and in the studio we have a guest this week. Last week it was just Paul and myself but this week we've got up and coming fantastic stand-up comedian Jack Trainer. How are you mate? No bad man, no bad. Thanks for having me on. This is class. There's a first for everything. Jack is also a patron member. I know. Oh really? Aye, this is a bit surreal for me. It was especially when uh, Darren took his trousers off in the pub before it and went, 15 quid for this next year of Patreon for you, son. <laughs> and so I'm now, I've moved, I'm now the first 15 quid Patreon. And see, to be honest, for what he done to me in the pub, 15 quid bang for my buck, got a pint as well. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, this is good. you're going to get your money's worth now, son. Uh, he's making me do this, but... Um, I've got a Merchant City Medical number here for you, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is who done mine. Aye, right. Oh, no, honestly, mate. It's you go in, you ask for two portions of custard, and a guy does this one outside the back. Half price, man. Use code TRAINER10 for... <laughs> Can I just say, that is an absolute majestic hairdo that you've got, man. Thank I you, I fucking man. love it. <laughs> Thank you. I'd actually I'd kept it long for... I was filming something, and then they told me... I kind of when predators that. attack. Aye. <laughs> I was playing Specky Nons 4 in the upcoming Avengers film. It was the, the Hulk saves me. And my only line is going, Ah, please save me! Ah. So I've fucking derailed this thing already. <laughs> no, not at all. i tell you what we need to do though, Jack. We'll get back to the non stuff in a minute. We need to do an ad read. Smashing. And it kind of fits in perfectly because he's a lawyer. Aye. So maybe he can sort you out one day. <laughs> Who knows, man? I'll keep his number on my phone. I'm not saying you're around, so we need to stop that straight away. <laughs> We're only two minutes into the podcast. Paul's going to do the ad read. Uh, I genuinely appreciate you coming here, Jack, because you're a very very funny boy. Thank you, man. So I'm, I'm ready now. Well fluffed. Thank yes. You. I love that. So this week's sponsor is Alan Argue and Arguing Co-Legal. I mean, he's literally like paying for my uber eats at this point like the guy is an absolute legend no i'm joking like he's literally keeping the lights on in here so uh, arguing co-legal are a glasgow-based law firm and their offices are based in george square they can assist you with most any legal issue but if they can't they'll point you in the right direction so no matter what the problem is get in touch with alan their main area of expertise is personal injury claims so if you've been in a car accident or injured at work They'll help you get the maximum compensation that you deserve. I'm pure lot. <laughs> oh my God, the neurodiversity in this room is Dane Manhattan. Uh, the main difference between Alan Argue and the big law firms that you see and hear on the TV and radio is the level of customer services. And I personally have used Argue & Co for a car accident I was in, so I can attest to this. Absolutely, the customer service is top notch. So Alan and... Uh, arguing co-legal will treat you like friends and family and it will keep you up to date with your case so if you are looking for help with any legal issue get in contact with arguing co um you can get them in arguingco.co.uk that's a-r-g-u-e-a-n-d-c-o.co.uk you can phone them in 0141378-4145 or you can go and visit them at 9 george square thank you alan for keeping the lights on and listen guys if you enjoy this podcast we have got a system that is based on every cunt being sound. It's called Patreon. Jack is a Patreon subscriber, and for less than a, what do you think, less than a coffee, mm-hmm, five right. pound a month, you'll get extra podcasts, Darren's stand up on there. You've got the funny bunch. There's all sorts of nonsense happening. So 
if you like this podcast and you can afford that, if you go to patreon.com forward slash straight white whale, you can help keep the lights on as well. If you can afford that, you can get a free podcast on Spotify. That's totally sound. But if you can afford it, guys, please consider subscribing to our Patreon. Thank you very much, Paul. Argue, a good man. Have you ever been in a car crash, Jack? Uh, a few gigs, but no, like an actual one. No. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> not a real car crash, but gigs, gigs likewise, mate. I appreciate you coming on to the podcast today. It means a lot. You're classed as a up and comer, right. a young whippersnapper. I'll take that, man. In the Scottish comedy scene, and you're doing very well. You're gigging around town, and you're gigging down in England and stuff. My, are you enjoying it? Eh, I, I mean, it's class, man. Do you know what I mean? Like I've said a few times, like the worst, the worst day in stand up or the worst gigs still better than the best day in like a call centre or something like that no bashing that job if like that's what you do or anything like that but that's what I was doing stuff like that and it was just fucking torture man and then yeah got to this man and just fucking just loved it ever since just well see when we went to see Dean Byrne at the Kings we were all sitting in the green room before it and we were all just sitting talking shit we were in Nico's as well Aye. and I swear to god I've I forgot how fun it is to just sit with a bunch of comedians and give her shit i was like oh this is good for the soul man I we've all still got that sort of twinkle in our eye about comedy but i think if you speak to some of the veterans it's because i kind of grinded out of them through just the fucking trials and tribulations of the game but that's that's what i think honestly is probably one of the best aspects just getting the fuck about your pals whether that's green rooms traveling to gigs or the gigs themselves it's you'll know yourself it is class just when everyone's firing on all cylinders just like taking the piss of each other and just having a laugh it's you can't beat it man yeah i usually all having a laugh and fill of beans and i'm sitting at the corner like a fucking goblin <laughs> what's wrong with corner he's just dead inside i remember when i used to have fun <laughs> I remember new talent comedy awards. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it was good, man. It was fucking. It was a good night, that wasn't it? I just oh. love the fact that there was a free bar, and I was like, "Boof, this is class, man. This is tele license money I'm drinking here." Yes. So we've paid for it. Ah, have we? Paul, do you know? Have you met Jack before? Aye, I met Jack. Me and Jack shared a spliff outside the funny bunch. Oh. That was the first time I'd ever met him. You're smoking drugs. No, no, no. You've you've brought me on before. So I did. You've brought me on stage before. So I did. Paul used to do a drag act in um <laughs> where, where was it again? No, I'm kidding on. It was a uh, it was a Delmonica's. I need to kid on, I don't know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, and he uh, brought his on at a gig in tenants, wasn't it? So, that's right, for the fatherless life. Life, aye, that's what it was. Died on my hole. In front of 15 juice heads. Aye. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't your crowd, was it? It wasn't your crowd. There was a guy sat in the front that had been on his podcast that no word of a lie throughout the entire eight that I was on stage didn't break eye contact with his own shoes. I was, I, I was just doing the whole gig at him the full time, like just begging for his eye contact. Who's that? I fuck those, man. I remember there was a guy in the front row on his phone. Might have, might have been him. He was just sitting, pure sitting, texting on his phone. But I know who that is. He's a ball bag, so don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> Burning bridges, fucking 10 minutes in. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> fucking right. Yeah, I've been like that in attendance as well. I did a mental health gig. It was a charity for a mental health. It was a gig for a mental health. Ah! 
<laughs> it was a gig for a mental health charity and they were off all a cat on their phones. Aye. Aye, I'm pure. Aye, I've been through a journey of finding myself through mental health. After stage of that cunt. I was like, all right. Okay. Is that the pros and arms? Yeah, I wasn't going to Comedy name them, but I basically, I <laughs> just naming everybody they name them. Aye, who else you are? Boot him, pedo, him, pedo, him, sleazy bastard. Good day, that man would be here all day. Uh, if you're going to get comfy like that. I'm right back, didn't I? Aye, it just looks right in front of your, your beautiful face. Aye, we want to see your face, Jack. Mate, you look, you genuinely look like my da, like in the 60s. <laughs> uh, do you want me to put a wee white vest on? Come out my tag, you didn't shout at you about spoons. Punch the wall. <laughs> you do, but you, now that I'm looking at you, I'm like, aye, that does like, that looks like, like if I was going through the old 40 album, I'd come a photo of my dad stunning and like, where would they have been? Like the Isle of Man on holiday, do you know what I mean? And he's like, he's wee, aye, you did. Air Beach, 1972. Aye. Still the same haircut. <laughs> he used to fucking be a, a delivery driver for the Times. Aye. When papers were alive, boy. They'll no full of this, this woke shit. <laughs> my dad genuinely had a haircut like that when he got married. Aye. And uh, he got into a fight and he stagged out. And honestly, see to this day, whenever like my ma or somebody like my sister's looking at the wedding photos, she's like, still, like, wouldn't they get fucking married in the 70s? She's still raging. My dad's did as well. She's still fucking raging. She's like, that bastard went out and got into a fucking fight and he stagged her the night before and in his wedding photo, he's got a big fucking black eye oh, and an absolute peach of ginger mullet. That's brilliant, man. That's all, like, that's, what I've, that's why I've got this haircut, but like, I couldn't look like this and work in a bank. Imagine trying to hunt's coming up trusting me with money, man. No chance. <laughs> Somebody's like trying to get a mortgage off him, man. They're like, nah, you're alright. You want to get a pint after this and all that? Guy's like, what? <laughs> He's like, my wife's pregnant. She's going to give birth soon. Yeah, I don't worry about it, man. It's cool. You want to me? <laughs> you want to go for a pint? <laughs> Stick with me. <laughs> you're definitely like my daddy. <laughs> Aye, this podcast has just turned into that. For, what was that program that used to like trace people's like. Surprise, surprise. I think that, that might Son be. Black. And it was like people's like jeans and stuff like that. If you just looked at mine, it would just be fucking... Oh, are you talking about who do you think you are? Aye, that's it. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Trace, like the long-lost loved ones that went to Australia. No, I think that's mental that back before that, like the internet and smartphones, somebody would immigrate to Australia and you just never hear from them ever again. That'd be it. They'd be gone. That's it. There was a guy in Cumbernauld that um, put on a charity football game. I, I was raging at this guy, raging because I never thought of this first, right? He was, um, he put on a charity football. This is sick as fuck. I don't know why I said that. Shaved all his hair off, told everybody he was terminally ill and then got like Celtic Rangers players involved in it. Played the game and then took all the money and fucked off to Australia. I just love to imagine him playing in the game, rainbow flicking the keeper and all that. <laughs> and he's meant to be terminally ill, just nutmegging cunts. What is he still in Australia? I ah, must be, man. I don't think he could come back. What was his name? I honestly can't remember. It was just one of the like things I remember when it happened, everybody was talking about it. It's a jammy bastard, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy, isn't it, it's when mental. people do that? Just, you think you'd just set a GoFundMe up instead of getting fucking Neil Lennon to play in a game of five? as well, I think, which is just insane. Full 90 minutes, <laughs> he's made me terminally ill. 
flu boss. <laughs> <laughs> Overhead kick. So the first time you met, uh, uh, so Jack's never been in here before. I thought no, he's, not, been in. he's never been in. But see that night that Jack's talking about. So it was uh, Sean Chalmers, friend of the podcast, friend of Darren, friend of the right, studio. Good guy. It was his live night at Tenants. When was that? Oh mate, over a year ago probably. Well over a year aye, ago. Aye, aye, aye. But we, like Jack says, I, I had they didn't have anybody. I was running the board. I was doing the sound. So I was like, I'll just fucking introduce people. So at the time there was Sean, there was Ross, who's new part of the Leathered podcast, Ross Cooper, and there was the other guy that did Fatherless. The, Sean's going to be like, oh, you fucking dick, man. I've got him on Facebook. He's been in here so many times, man. Can't remember his name, but... Just big guy. A, aye, just having a pure brain fart, right? And we did this thing where we wrote, like, you know, blah, 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 coming from Middle Earth because Sean's fucking tiny. Aye. You know what I mean? And, like, Sean Charmers, we had, like, this sort of... They'd wrote this script and they were going to come out one at a time. But I went... I introduced Sean and Sean came out and I, and I went to leave the gap before Ross and Ross just came out right after. So I was like, uh, blah, blah, and said Ross's script, but he was already on the stage. So I was like, what the fuck is going on here? That was a cluster fucking night, man. I had, a, a, I had a double up that night. I died in Mars and then went to an open mic uh, run by Charlie Wallace, class gig and that. It's just, it was in the park bar, just in I, at Ibrooks. <laughs> is it the pop bar? Am I getting that right? I can't even remember. Um, it was fucking carnage, man. Yeah. It was like the public Star Wars, man. It was just, it was wild. I think he's, he's actually ended up moving it, but um, there was one, he'd done a Christmas gig there, and it was like party. A what gig? A Christmas gig. Oh, right, a gig okay. around Christmas. And, <laughs> and, um, Sorry. He, 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 they were getting out mulled butt fast, and I was like, mate, I don't, <laughs> I don't fancy gigging here if the cunts are horning out butt fast, man. That's anarchy. <coughs> I have done some mad fucking gigs like that. I know, absolute chaos. Um, I've got some news. Well, Jack told us the news. We've got some breaking news, mate. What's that? I'll let Jack share with you. You, you got sacked. Oh, well, I didn't get sacked. I'm unemployed now. So um, that's also a podcast appearance. I won't be plugging my Instagram at anything at the end. Just give me part-time work. Uh, I'm an effective <laughs> contributor. Um, I'm a perfectionist um, and I can work in a team and also individually Is that, what else do they ask you in job interviews they ask you like what animal would you be mm. sell us this tin of beans aye you hungry here's beans I used to manage right like for years I managed like shops and stuff like that and um, see what I used to do back at the start when I was interviewing people I would just talk to them I wouldn't give them an interview I would just sit down and talk to them and the actual track record of the people that I got was amazing. And then see when they forced you to read the questions, it was just all fucking idiots that I recruited. No, I'll, I'll get something else, man. I've burned through a few sort of jobs what were you doing? doing comedy. I was working on an off sales. How did you get how did you get sacked? The guy just sold it off. Um he wasn't well. Sold it off in the door event and take it back to but it was dodgy as fuck. It was all cash and hand and all that. It was... <laughs> um, you No, no. I, I regret no doing that. I might as fucking well have done that. <laughs> Did you ever drink free booze, but... No, I don't... I've no... Not really that big a drinker, mate. I have a few pints in that. Yeah. Aye. Aren't your psychedelics? No, even. I just... But that's, a, that's, a, that's a young man's game, mate. <laughs> I eat psychedelics. I'm here a chanterelle man myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> my pal worked in a <laughs> my pal worked in an off license and I remember going in once and getting free fucking port off him. Port? Yep. I was uh, out of my box. Aye, I thought you said pork there for a minute. <laughs> 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 she's dashing it fucking right pork, pork fried rice. <laughs> Dan, you want a, a can of get you a bottle of that bears a pack of Billy Bear meat? <laughs> <laughs> my mum used to work there. I'd bring them back to my mogging. She's getting a lot of mentions this podcast. She'll be deleted. Um, she used to work in a uh, Haddo's. Remember Haddo's? Yeah. And they had like a pure cage. Like a pure stab proof cage. Do they still have that? And like off sales? Yeah, some. Oh, some. right, aye, aye. And you come in and you're behind like pure, like the mad but COVID glass. Perspex uh, into it? No, but literally it was like a mad wire, like chicken wire. That's mental. And um, it was in Cranhill. And the amount of times that they, they tried to rob it was unbelievable. The Cranhill Pirates. Do you know about a piracy on the local off license, man? That's who the Somalians took all their notes for, man. <laughs> Wasn't he Blackbeard or anything like that? It was wee bams for Cranhill. It was a Cranhill pirate. Stealing oil rigs and all that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no port. <laughs> no port left. Where are you from? Cumberland, mate. What was Cumber that like? Cumberland. Rough? I, I was alright. My mum and dad were still together and stuff like that. I'm not... So I was saying to Dan, I'm all going to be able to come in here and do James English style of like, I was dissolving boys and that's acid at one point. <laughs> Eight bodies a week and that's acid. It was the postman late with a letter, bang him in the acid. Neighbours dog shouting, day my tit fucking away in the acid, mate. The Clyde's 90% acid now, mate. Causing me. Anyway, I've got a book out called uh, Love and Forgiveness. It's 40 quid in the Amazon store. Thank you, James. <laughs> So your dad's your dad's all right then. <laughs> my dad, my dad sells cakes, which was also obviously a big target in my back in school. That fat boy, Mister Kipling, sort of punt cakes. Ah, uh, used to, which again just sounds like I did say my dad dissolves cunts and bats acid, but yeah. no, you sell cakes, and believe it or not, my mom cuts hair. <laughs> Just no yours. <laughs> Not swear to God, my mom cuts my hair. Aye. So, what, what do you mean your dad sells cakes? Is it he owns a bakery? Or? No, no, he works, just delivers cakes, like convenience stores and all that. Right. It's quite funny. He's like this, like looks like me, but he can like speak or do and stuff like that because he's on, always in and out of like convenience stores and stuff like that. That might be racist. Uh, <laughs> 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 Wait, is he your dad? 50s. Fuck knows, man. I don't know why I asked that. I don't know. So if if it was like you're saying you you need traumatic background and stuff, I think all all the viewers will be wondering like what happened then. Well, just riddled with learning difficulties, mate. <laughs> I wasn't really like bad in school. I just spent ninety nine percent of the time looking out the window. <laughs> I I wasn't listening enough to annoy the teachers or the anything bad. I was like Jack. Ah, I was like Darren was in the red group. I was in all the big jigsaw classes, man. <laughs> <laughs> sitting together piecing together a picture of a puppy that I can't finish I've eaten four of the pieces staring at the window <laughs> your teacher's like what the fuck is he watching man he's pure in the zone honestly mate every class that I'd done well in was the the department like just faced like a boring wind, like the window was just like trees or anything like that see like f like maths and physics and shit like that mm -hmm. if you could see a motorway I was fucked yeah <laughs> that's that <laughs> What was the school? Uh, Old ladies, high school, Cumberland. Good Catholic boy. I know, I see, I know what you were doing there. I should have, uh, the, the, the ladies school, please buy tickets, everybody. <laughs> Hi. 
Cumbernauld. So what age are you? 25. 25, still a puppy, man, still a puppy. So I remember when you kind of came on the scene and we never met each other for a long time, but I remember you did a gig for Sloss, didn't you? Aye. In Aberdeen. Aye, I went, um, uh, that's, babe, fucking, no gonna lie, how I got my start, like, completely wasn't Sloss, it was, um, it was Kai. Yeah. Yeah, Kai Humphreys, I pretty much owe him and I shout out for CMBs, pretty much everything, man, like, Kai's came to, it was it was pure butterfly effect stuff. Like I was only on fives at Red Raw and then I went in and I was going to do this five and then somebody had pulled out last minute and they just stuck their head in the green room and they were like, who can do ten? And then ended up going on doing ten. And Kai was writing his new show, Mischief. At that point, so he was trying out new stuff, just went on. Lucky enough, just caught lightning in a bottle kind of thing. Yeah. Um he seen that. And then Never really seen him in after that and then bumped into him at the fringe and then was just like getting on it with him and he came, and I was talking about him and he was like, oh, can you watch your seat? It was him and Mark Nelson, uh, Ryan Cullen was there. I said, oh, can you watch your seat? I think they were jumping out to go for a cigarette at the toilet or something like that. So me and Paddy Linton just sat down at their table and just never left because we were just two like open spots getting anything about we real comedians, man, like... We were buzzing. I remember Kai, we were just talking about him. Kai was like, ah, Oggies, uh, if you give me your number, I'll comp you tomorrow for my show. And I was like, gave him my phone to put my number in and Paddy's fucking nipping me under the table and all that, trying to piss my pants with excitement. And then I eventually text him, like steaming on the way home at night. <laughs> uh, all right, mate, I'll come to the show tomorrow. And he just patched it. <laughs> <laughs> he just patched it. And then about two weeks later, I was I was a cleaner at the time. And I was like, just jet washing, like monoblocking. And then I just got a WhatsApp my phone, Kai Humphreys, and it was like, all right, mate, what you doing? I think this was the Thursday. He was like, what you doing at the weekend? And I was like, eh, nothing, mate. I had a, a booked gig and was working all weekend. I was like, fuck me, mate, feet up, fuck all. So you want to come do this music festival? So I just went up to the gaffer, handed him in the power washer, and was like, all right, catch you after. Went down and done this music festival with Kai, and the full time, I was just I was just out my banger, like turning around to him, be like, ah, I've never done anything like this before. It was like a make a wish for me. I was like, oh, mate, you sure me getting paid for this? <laughs> <laughs> it was class, man. I will have my lot, man. Just out your bin for uh, the full weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you done a gig. I mean, we did. We went, jumped, we went on, done the gig on the Saturday, but it was like fucking getting ready to go into the... Getting ready to go into that stage was like fighting demons, man. Like fucking dying at Mars. Feeling like I was going into, like, something to platoon, man. Feeling like I was going into Vietnam. Just trying to purely, like, get myself up for it and that. Yeah. Bended up, it was a good gig and stuff. That was fucking, it was a brilliant weekend, man. Yeah. Good, mate. That's something really similar happened with me as well when I was doing fives. Somebody pulled it and one of the, st- the staff in the, in the stand was like, who can day 10? And I was just like, Me. Uh, you so do, but like at the start, you need to take the opportunities and stuff like that. Yeah, it's mad how it turns out. But that's the first time I heard about you is when you were gigging in Aberdeen because I was gigging the same night in a hotel down the road. And uh, I seen a picture of you online and I was like, all right, this is a, a new guy. And then I've just heard good things about you since. And then obviously bumping into you and stuff, you're funny as fuck. So keep at it, mate. What was your first gig? Um, it was just after COVID. I went and done Salsa. Yeah, um, uh, it's I think pretty much most of the sort of like new age Glasgow comedians. I think that's where either Viv G's course or Salsa. Um, but I just went there, done a five, and then 
went back like it was it was every week at that point went back the next week and had wrote this bit about um being on a come down and watching susan Boyle's audition and crying in the bath and then wrote that and then i'm fucking i've no kicked my arse since because i'm still doing the same material <laughs> for my second gig what many gigs have you done now oh, i'm i'm not too sure mate i used to I've been, I've been going just under two years just started just before dean yeah i think he's two years in that's the the glasgow kid for the fame oh sorry the <laughs> renfrew kid the fame you aren't familiar i just had to get that in for him <laughs> oh, that was for nobody else the autism kid uh, the bbc <laughs> kid now man he won't <laughs> even talk to me i have to go through pas and all that he's turned into a monster <laughs> patching your texts ah uh, he's terrible now so would you say you've done over a hundred gigs? Aye, aye. I was done, done. I done, uh, done the fringe there, and was doing Holtz and Prison Blues. Uh, that was like a compilation show <laughs> of the people that we done the prison gigs with. Aye. And then obviously didn't go down as well with the sort of middle class Edinburgh Arts Festival audiences. It did all the mad bastards in Berlin, eh? but <laughs> still done it. And then I done a done another split bill, just me and Daniel Petrie. Yeah, yeah. Um, done one with him as well. That was good. The doctor. The doctor. Yeah. The doc. The doctor and the patient. <laughs> <laughs> I was hearing stories about Daniel Petrie in Amsterdam at the in the Gary Falls green room and sort of. I don't know if we. I it would boot my boys if we spoke about that. Ah, yeah, let's hey, not talk about it. Won't boot my boys. I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Junior. Guys, a doctor. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> NHS is already on it, sir. So we don't need to start gra grassing up the doctor. Well, that was a story. <laughs> you like, saved somebody's life in a coffee shop. Aye, that's it. That's it. Resuscitated somebody in the floor of a coffee shop in Amsterdam. Got somebody at a badging. That's what it was. Aye. I done a badging transplant. Transplanted a badging for somebody else. Somebody was office. like, I think I'm dying. <laughs> and he was like, No, you're all right, I'm a doctor. He actually removed my tonsils. Aye. Aye. I just broke my finger though. <laughs> hey, come on. Break it down, baby. <laughs> I was in Amsterdam. He was he was stoned, get it. That was a joke. <laughs> Brilliant. Then you stare in the eyes for com comedic value and then you make it awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine us in Amsterdam doing gigs. I think we'd die, mate. I don't think I'd come back, man. I think I'd be the only one that would. I'd come back. Sure. Aye. I would. I'd make sure you. Yeah, I'm half pickle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aye, we would be fucking and a wee ball and Frank's loft going. Shh, <laughs> shh, 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 shh. <laughs> the way. Actually, I, one time in Amsterdam, I actually get like quite bad anxiety and well, no anxiety, like. You know, you think, I wouldn't say it was a panic attack because you're just absolutely stoned that you're not. Do you know what I mean? But I was in the Anne Frank house and was just reading about it all and getting pure tuned into it. And see that way where you just you just, you commit yourself Aye. and you're like, oh my god, like and there's about four hundred people near you and you're like, oh, I'm pure. Do you know what I mean? You start going, is that a heart attack? Uh, looking, over, looking over your shoulder in case I'm still looking for her. <laughs> Half baked. I can feel what she felt. <laughs> <laughs> Start writing a diary. I'm out my nuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Oh. We've got plenty of clips for TikTok anyway. Oh, Rest in peace. Aye. Kid, kid on Frank, and Frank. Um, her dad's still alive, I think. Aye. <laughs> Is that Rang? I thought he was, man. 
No, I'm sure I've seen I'm something sure, on Twitter. Sure, surely Anne Frank's dad's dead. Surely. He must be dead. I actually, oh my God, I can't believe... Drinks <laughs> <Nibonic water>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I said that out loud. I seen something that was like, she was born the same time as Martin Luther King or something like that. Oh, wow. That just melts my brain. Because I'm 90, I was born 98. That's to me is two different times in history. You were, you were do, you, do you know how time works, Jack? Aye, hang, hang on your what your on your watches. <laughs> the, the years keep going up. How, don't come, how a... come the clocks get back then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, done me a bell for that, man. Let's just forget that I said Anne Frank's dad was still alive. Because <laughs> if he was alive, he'd be on on forty six or something. So we're calling the episode. And Frank's dad's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Do you know, before the podcast started, Jack said to me, uh, when do you think robots will have pussies? <laughs> I think they're all, we're already there, we know. Mm. Are we? Surely there's got to be some sort of... Uh, well, I'm thinking like a mechanical sort of thing, but you're talking about an actual like living Aye. robot. Aye, explain thing, it, like. Jack. Aye. Aye. Um, th- this idea I thought about this is like a way to combat China's one-child policy. <laughs> that, like, that's where the idea spawned from. I was like, I don't even know how to riff on this. <laughs> I'm panicking. Um, don't panic. Embrace it. I, I just think it'd be good like, if you could just have one. I wouldn't want it on like a standalone robot, but I would just want one plumbed into the back of your microwave so you could get your rocks off and make a toast at the same time. <laughs> Imagine that a dialect with a pussy, a Persia. That's horrific chat, isn't it? Hey. It's horrific chat. <laughs> That's a terrible one. Oh. Sorry, Jack. No, mate, I've, I think I'm part of the problem. I was going to say, you two are fucking terrible, man. Like, what's that? But We're talking about Cranhills and Ali Pirates. <laughs> Single. For, there, was, there was a guy called Pirate. He came from Black Hill, though. Is there any relation to Paddy Linton? Have Not... you seen him recently, by the way? He's not looking well at all. <laughs> Paddy? Oh, he's. I've never seen a a guy, a fat guy, look that sickly before. This is just a running thing. I've got on every podcast now where I'm going to ask the people hosting it if they've seen him recently and then just comment on his appearance. Paddy is a stand-up comedian for anyone listening to the podcast. i seen him the other night. Good come, guy. He comes in here, does his own podcast, Phil Shy, every week. No, he is, he's a good guy. I just love Ribbon. He's one of the Scottish comedy sweethearts. Yeah. He um, needs some vitamins, though. Oh, 100%, <laughs> man. That's, he has, you should get him on and ask him about it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. His heart has actually exploded before. All right, I thought ask him about pussies on robots. Ah, you could get him in for that. I'm sure he'd have a good take on it. Wait, has he had a heart attack? Aye, aye. How? Just seen me do one of my sets. Is that good, man? Just fucking. <laughs> I walked right into that. Also, do you want to tell Paul what I sucked? I totally worded that. Totally rang there. I should have worded that better. Aye. I don't know how to get out of this. You're going to need to just go for it, aren't you? Because the subject is, like, horrifying. You want to tell Paul what you told me before we went into the podcast to do, and I totally believed you. Oh, I am. I was telling... I shouldn't have used the word sucked. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking to Darren about uh, I do I do some prison gigs. Um I've done like a tour of the Scottish prison system. It's me, Tattoo Dave, Eddie McKenzie, Amanda Hussey, Paddy Linton, Mikey Motion. Uh, done over like 30, 40 gigs actually in the jails, like all up and down the country, Bullany, Shots, Pullman, like loads of them. They've the they've been class, but I was telling like there was I think there's one like sort of Castle Grey Skull, really bad jail up in like Aberdeen or something like that. And it's like you don't talk about it, and it's like the real, the real, real bad bastards, like the pure fuck, like the like the baby shakers and all that, like the mad cunts. Oh my god! And um, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> the baby shakers? Aye, like cunts that have done like proper like sick crimes. Oh yeah. right, I I the way okay, I said aye, it aye. sounded like it was like Gladys Knight and the Pips. <laughs> Right. Dear Lord, man. I, I don't think I'm ever going to get a panto again. <laughs> Fucking hell. Aye, so basically it was like nonsense and stuff like that, and I managed to convince him that the, there was a there was a prison in Aberdeen that was carved into the side of the mountain where they kept all these nonsense. Yeah. And he, he believed that. I was offering him a gig there and everything. He, like the... he was going to open that mountain, a pedo mountain. <laughs> like, you know, the... What's his name, man? <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and fucking Arnie done a film called Escape. It was a jail in the grun. Mm-hmm. It was like that. And it was like, they made a few of them, didn't they? Aye. Is that the one? Because it was like Escape 2 or something like that. It escapes <laughs> and it's on a boat and all that. Aye. Is this place that you're thinking about, like the jail in The Dark Knight? Well, oh, if aye. they can, like, make the. Oh, they, they can aye. get out. They should do that here. They should, shouldn't they? But only for like law, law and crimes, not like, no, like that type of stuff. But see, like, if you're caught with like coke or like you're, aye, you're like, you've robbed fucking Tesco or whatever, they should be like, right, just make a jump. I think that you should allow anyone to do it, but the severity of your crime determines how big the jump is. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> so if it's somebody's like stealing for a pick and mix in Woolworths, they can fucking just step at it. Do you know what I mean? But if it's like a big, bad crime like that thing that I'm not going to say again then they've got fucking they need to like set the long jump world record kind of thing <laughs> I totally love that this is why we're not running the country no. <laughs> <laughs> just put them on a hole in the ground <laughs> holes in mountains that's all everything gets dealt with either put it up a mountain or put it in a hole <laughs> we're, we're joking but there are people out there that would genuine you know what I mean see the people that are like, do you know who should be running the country Top boy in the scheme. Yeah. <laughs> Aye. 
<laughs> you dare better job. Uh, you would. We probably would. To Secretary be. of Defence is just the best fighter at your school. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Economics. He can count. Aye. He can do grams with a spoon. He can eyeball a gram. He can eyeball aye, a gram. He can, aye, he can be the Chancellor of the Exchequer. <laughs> <laughs> I think David can eyeball a gram. So I thank you for saying that that was a joke because I fucking thought there was a super pedo jail in Aberdeen inside a mountain. I was like, really? <laughs> Within fucking 10 seconds. Um, where was your first gig? I told you. Salsa. Sorry, not sorry. Do you remember your first comedy gig as a punter? I mean... Sorry. Aye. Um, so, uh, it's... There was, a, there was a few things. There was, like, four things that I... Uh, I always had the idea of doing stand-up planted in my head, but there was four things that sort of coaxed me into actually going and doing it. Um, and one of them was I seen a new material night at the Glee, and it was Frankie Boyle, who's being supported by uh, CMB, Christopher MacArthur Boyd. Wow. Um, and it just seen it, and he was just stunned on stage with, like, a notebook. I was like, that's just class, man. Like, he is just fucking about reading half notes and he's, like, and he's killing. Like, I just, I thought it seemed so class. But the first thing was my pal Laurie gave me a loan of Frankie Boyle's Tramadol Nights. Aye, uh, aye. And I remember when that came on the telly, it was, like, the last episode or something didn't get aired because it was just, like, there was that many complaints about it. And I just thought that was so cool. And I probably watched it at the time, didn't really get, like, half the jokes in it. But I was still, like, being like, I can't believe this guy's getting away with this, man. This is amazing. There was that, then there was the Have a Word podcast with the Scousers yeah. down south. And then, this is going to sound like a lot of shite, the third one was this. Wow. I swear to God, mate. It was hearing, it was the, the, the three, like the gig, the Have a Word, the box set had them. And it wasn't until I heard like you in here fucking about. And I was like, he's, he's for here. If he's doing it, like somebody like me can do it. Yeah. And then eventually, like, heard the Scottish comedy forum on here. I think you called that a bin fire. Yeah. Like, one of my favourite things to do is to this day is just go on old Scottish comedy forum posts because it's nowhere near as supportive as it is just now. Like, yeah. Some guy will be like, oh, I've got a, I've got a new gig um, in, in this bar. If anyone free to do a 10, the first comment, shop your fat dick up, you kill yourself and all that. <laughs> What's your budget? <laughs> What's your fucking budget, mate? You want to talk like a normal human being? Is there something wrong with your skull, mate? I just felt like I was getting too sincere here, saying this inspired me to get into comedy, so I had to throw in there. No, here, that means a lot. It's very kind, mate. You've always been kind with your words, and then you came to do a funny bunch as well, and you done fucking brilliant. Cheers, mate. Very, very good. That gig's a cheat code, man. It's just, it's set up ridiculous. Feels like everybody's involved, and it's just... Yeah. It's like, can you control, like, the... Like the fucking, the conductor of chaos, you just stone <laughs> at the front. <laughs> the puppet Thank master. you very much. It's brilliant. Thank you. And it's such a spectrum of people. There'll be people there like bang on it, sniffing it in the toilets, and they'll be rubbing shoulders and enjoying it equally as much as somebody who's sober and stuff like yeah. that. Like I sat um, next to a guy at one of them and he turned around to me and he was like, I'm going to hand myself into the jail after this. <laughs> Aye. The guy had a warrant out. I had a warrant out, and he was going. He was going to the fun. He was like, "What time's this finished?" And I told him, and he was like, "I'm going to going to hand myself in." The police have been up at my my missus's house, and I was pissing myself. I know. So there's like people like that. That guy was brand new. I was talking to him. There's uh, you know steamers people. There's Paul said a couple of weeks ago. There's a stench of grass oh, in aye. there. 
And then there's like cunts that I'll see. I'm like, I think I've seen him in a fucking A meeting. And he's like, that where Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite thing was Dean telling the police officer from Balamori A cab when he was checking his ticket. But I was howling at that, man. That was amazing. What do you mean? The police officer for Balamori was it one of them, was you know? Was it? Andrew. Aye. Yeah. What does A cab mean? All though? cops are bastards. Oh, no way. just... <laughs> Hilarious to hear Dean <laughs> say that to a guy that plays a police officer on a children. Aye. <laughs> safe with Dean, man. Fuck it. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm getting further down in this chair, man. Uh, you're half, I know, I'm like, are you hitting a perm? It's just going to be a mullet and a set of glasses in two seconds, <laughs> That's all that we're going to see. Fucking hell. The next funny bunch is this Sunday, Paul. Is it? Yeah. How come I don't have it in the diary? 19th of November. I'm gone. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no way, man. Yeah. You're on right after uh, Raymond Melns. Yes. Scotland game as well. That on day. Sunday night? Yeah. Oops. You're more than welcome. Fucking hell. <laughs> you sounded like fucking Chewbacca there. <laughs> <laughs> do I have any ability to do that again? That's one of the things you just did. You're like, that was cool. Trying to do it again. It's like, nah, didn't help. Didn't help. I'm going to try, man. 100%. I'm filming Raymond, so I'll be there anyway. But I'll see what I'm doing, man. I'll see what the plan is. If you're not watching the Scotland game and you can hang about, could you film me? Yeah. But if you're busy, it's cool. I we, get talk it. we don't tell people that I film you eating. <laughs> Mukbangs. <laughs> Paul's going to film me doing a mukbang with my fucking socks off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new TikTok thing we do. But this Sunday is Des Clark headlining. We've got Pierce Higgins. Do oh, you know brilliant. Pierce? Funny boy. He texted me the other day and he told me he died in his arse at a gig. Anyway, like, I wasn't going to mention it, but I he absolutely died in his suit. Welcome to hell, mate. Oh, in Lanark, supporting yeah. Gary Folds. And it was weird, man, because he'd done the same material that he did at the Pavilion and that he did in... Was it Aberdeen that he did? I think he... Or, no, wasn't he Dundee, was it? I think he did Pavilion, Aberdeen, Amsterdam, and then Lanark, and first three killed it, and then Lanark, man. Well, don't know. Just wasn't even him, man. It was just he wasn't getting laughs. What day was it? Was Saturday it... night. Just sometimes happens, man. Doesn't it? You can you can sometimes just do the exact same thing. Doesn't it go as well? And you're just scratching your head for days after it, going, "What the fuck happened there?" Adam, mate, come with me. We were doing the social wall for Gary on stage. So I needed somebody to run the social wall for me, and he was like pure what happened there and i was like mate it just it happens sometimes man sometimes people just don't like the look of you no, or he came out on stage today so i don't know i was like i couldn't even tell you what happened there because he did the exact same set at the pavilion and it was getting like he got a standing ovation almost do you know what i mean yeah. and so you just can't tell can you but i man it was it was a rough one it was rough and i think his family were there as well so, oh. uh, so it was it was a rough one but He'll kill it on Sunday because that, I've seen him. I've seen him three times now, and twice he's absolutely yeah. nailed it. Ah, so. dynamite, man. That's Aye. the only reason I brought that up, by the way, because he's a very funny comedian and he's a good guy. I just brought it up there because it really boils down to you win some, you lose some. But it's good that he died in front of his family. That makes ah. me feel really good. <laughs> that, that warms the soul. <laughs> that, that warms the soul. I said, "Welcome to comedy, son." That's what I was saying to Mikey. Like, I love. There's nothing better than just talking about shy gigs. Oh, just yeah, you've how long have you been going? Like fifteen years. Um, well, it's a, it's a bit of a weird one. I've said this a few times. I did my first ever gig when I was eighteen, and then I never done it again until I was twenty four. 
So for twenty four to thirty six, I still had a I had a a year break. I've took breaks. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I would say thirteen year, fourteen year. Some if that, man. but I've been around the circuit and in the scene for a long time. Because when I was eighteen until I was twenty four, all I did was watch stand up comedy. Aye. So it was I was still at the stand every night just watching it. So, because uh, I'll have cunts that will be like, "You've been gone for twenty years," and I'm like, "No, I've no." Uh, but I've been around for a long time. People get really precious about that as well. Like, how long? How long you've been going? And like, folk will, folk have just deleted COVID and all that. But I've only been gone a year and all that. Yeah. I mean, you were doing jokes about. Oh, so the Olympics is coming to London. Aye. Aye. <laughs> Aye. I've, but I, throughout the whole, throughout my whole career, I've took multiple breaks where I've oh. stood away for for a year. Uh, I never gigged during COVID either. I mean, how long was COVID? Two and a half year? Nah. Two years? 18 months, like total. Really? I and never done. we were kind of back to normal, weren't we? Yeah. I never done a gig for the full... Covid. Well, the, the podcast is two years old today. Uh, no, when was it? All oh, right. Aye. So, Darren woke up for a fever dream <laughs> on Sunday. I got a memory <laughs> on my Facebook page. It said like two years ago today, and it was a photo of the the desk with the 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 thing in the background. I didn't, I didn't even my mic on. It was just you that spoke in the first episode. And um, I texted him like the, the podcast is two today, and he woke up. You are what? What's going on? <laughs> like, I looked at my phone after an hour, and it was like three texts. where it was like, what? Tell me what's happening. What's happening? And then <laughs> the clocks like, went back. <laughs> 40, Forty minutes later, going to tell me what's going on. I'm freaking out. He was like, the, the podcast is two year, and I realised that he must have woke up and read that like you're in for the podcast at two today. Oh, but instead of the podcast is two today, and you feel what the fuck? Man, I was like, I was fucking howling. But I two two years ago on Sunday, That's we crazy. recorded the first ever episode, mate. That, that lines up because I'm just under two years joining. That's mental. Aye. Two years, man. This is the longest thing I've ever done. Ninety-eight episodes. Aye. It's fucking wild, honestly. What a journey it's been, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm worse after it, but it's still well, good journey, mate. Let me say, you look way better. Oh, thank you. Hundred percent, man. I. Thank you. Very kind. You're a very kind man. Very, sorry for panicking. Uh, basically, you know, my pal Hannah, mm-hmm. also a Patreon member. Uh, you need to up your game, by the way. We went for something to eat, then I went back to Hannah's to watch something on Netflix and I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> and then that's when Paul fucking texted us and I woke up. I woke up in a flat. I was like, where am I? <laughs> and then I picked the phone up and I was like, what, what, two o'clock? <laughs> So there we go. That's mad, isn't it? Two years, mate. I know, mate. Time time flies. I kind of get my head in that. Aye, oh, that's mental. Who's been the worst guest? We've not really had any shit. <laughs> <as of it. laughs> you? Yeah. No, we've not had anybody, have we? We've not had anybody that's like really... No, it's not just been pure easy. The Scott Agnew one was possibly one of the funniest podcasts oh, I've ever heard in my life. The story man. about him patching the fringe and then coming in and saying he was ill. I had to pause. I was just dying him. I had to pause that man. I thought I was going to wake cunts up in the house. <laughs> yeah, I need to get him back on. Uh, not genuinely from my heart. I've never walked away for 
a, one of these podcasts and thought, oh, that was a shiter. It was just, you go through the teething process of finding your voice and all that, but it's never uh, shite. But sometimes, you know, guests might give her push about politics and all that, and that's not me. Nah, like, I'm not that type of guy. Unless there's a punchline at the end of it. Mm-hmm. But when it's, like, proper <laughs> fucking oh, in-depth stuff, I'm like, come on, mate. It's me, man. Come on, baby. Oh, it's me, man. It's me. It's me. Come on, the fuck. Can't statistics and all that. No, I know what you mean, but you're saying this one's... That you've no left one where you felt, oh, that's a shite, or I'm just a bit going and talk about 5Gs and abortions and all that. So I, think we- I, I mean, you kind of lost as it baby-shaking, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've ruined all your fucking careers. I've got, I've, I've just lost my job. I've got no chance, man. Imagine somebody on Indeed, like some coffee shop, and end up looking this up. I will see if this guy's got social media. It's just me on here shouting about Pedo Mountain shaking babies and all that. <laughs> I, I did say that to Sean a while ago. I was like, they realise if this doesn't work out for me and I need to go back to 95 that I'm going to need to spend about nine years deleting about 40 million hours worth of podcast content where I'm talking about pedos and I'm talking about all sorts of fucking cold water. I'll keep all the cold water therapy stuff in. Keep, all, keep all the good stuff. The like, oh, he's a really really motivated charismatic character and it's just a, the deleted files will be in the, the recycle bin in my MacBook well, I, don't let them hear that because <laughs> I wouldn't but, get near a fucking workplace ever again if I did burn it absolutely burn it you look like you've burned a few things I know by the way I used to be right into fire and shit like that when I was younger <laughs> finding daddy long legs and pulling the wings off and all that the things <laughs> Did people tell you to burn things in your head? Yeah, just the one the voices, but they would argue with each other. Yeah. Burn things, burn yourself. Yeah. I don't know if this is a joke now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know why, but I was just wondering, just picturing what Jack would look like with a skinhead. You ever I've, skinhead? I've done it before when I owed people money. <laughs> uh, it's not... <laughs> I've done it before. I would just ring up a big tick bell and just start cutting about like I was... I didn't look well. I remember I put a Snapchat up when I'd done it, and people were messaging me like, "You alright, mate? You don't <laughs> don't look well at all, man." Went Sid Barrett. Aye, <clears throat> then he fucked off to Australia. Oh, fucked it. Ah, oh, that was a callback, and I nearly swallowed my tongue there. <laughs> you know the cunt that played the game, and he. Fucked oh, aye, aye. Yeah, but fucked off. Fucked it, man. How long have we done? Fifty-one minutes. Fifty-one <clears throat> minutes. Ten minutes to go, man. Ten minutes. Are you happy, mate? Aye, mate. Have you got anything exciting coming up or anything you would like to promote? Um, no, no, that no. I'm I'm terrible with like the admin side of comedy. That will stifle me before any cancellation or anything like that. Like not being able to do emails properly, but it goes back to <laughs> just looking at Wendy's my full life, man. <laughs> I was like, what happened to that comedian? Oh, he's a sex offender. What happened to that guy? Took his own life. What happened to Jack? I oh, couldn't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's still Jack's still playing his cranes <laughs> staring out a window that's a that's a total ADHD thing though like my my girlfriend Sean's got ADHD and like I don't even mean like I mean daily no, no, no. I'll just be like blah 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 and she'll just be like pure what I'm like, I think it's it's good now that I've done comedy because that's where I do 90% of my writing when I met, like, see if I want to write, I'll just start doing something else. And then, like, the writing will come for me just, like, getting, distra- stuff. Aye, getting distracted. You should start your own podcast. I'm choking too, man. That's 
staring at the windy podcast aye uh, just windies aye just you and a windy me aye uh, <laughs> what would you do Um, I don't know I would just talk about like getting up at four in the morning going to the gym and all that <laughs> <laughs> 90% of the chads that come in here fuck knows man um, I've just talked like, I, I don't think I could sit down I like the podcasts from time to time but like see the ones where you sit down it's actually made of like an interview finding out about the person's life and stuff like that don't think I'd be capable of that I think I would just rather go and just talk about shit I think yeah. I could see you being like a sort of Scottish Theo Vaughan I'll take that but I've I'll take that with the hair as well no, I'm talking about just see the way that he can just uh, go off on a fucking mad tangent and then it's like I'll four hours later. One. You're like, what the fuck? Like, how the fuck did he just sit down and do a four hour long podcast after like a swamp? I would do a podcast, but they just couldn't be any Wendy's in the studio. I the whole thing would be fucked. <laughs> Here you zoning out, Jonah. <laughs> Someone giving some heartbreaking story about how they've fled war and all that. I was in Graham there, I aye, you're tuned in a minute. Do you know the bon accord does mac and cheese? He <laughs> held the tap of some cunt greeting about their ma. <laughs> they did it at mac and cheese with chip combo. It says you can only get it between 12 and 3 p.m., but... <laughs> so, what, what's the... Have you had any absolute, like, I'm not doing comedy ever again gigs? Where you've come away and you're like on the bus of the train home and you're like questioning your existence and oh, shit. I, I was doing in Hartlepool there a couple of weeks ago and <laughs> fuck <laughs> me, man. That play, oh my god. Hartlepool? They've no, they've no, like, apparently it got leveled in the blitz. They've no done anything since. They've, they've, <laughs> I accidentally, like, it started off, I'd had an absolute nightmare. So I'm like, like, no comedian, so I'm, I'm skint. I've not got money to like travel places, so you're getting like the cheapest way there and the cheapest accommodation. You're doing planes, trains, and automobiles, and then staying in like Airbnbs where it's like oh, one old guy with one condition I've got to sleep in the bed with you. <laughs> it's all like all that, but I went on booking.com and they just went cheapest, closest to the venue kind of thing. And then I found this, it was this, this gaff, and like. It was called something weird community project or something like that, which should have been the first red flag. But uh, I pulled up the, I got off at like the train at Hartlepool and I pulled up the booking.com, went onto the address on Google and they'd seen like the reviews under it. And there's like first ones like, do not book this. This has been used as a halfway house. <laughs> so obviously, so this act, was after you'd booked it? After I booked where I was walking oh, wow. to it and I was like, fuck, man. So I get in there and it's like there's like dry blood in the floor and all that. Oh my god! And it's like there's you can tell there's you want the one key you'll open the windy four rooms and the toilet and all that. Like it was mental. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I just like I went there and I was like, oh, I've not got a good feeling about this. And then I went to the it was a Hartlepool Town Hall, big class looking venue and all that. And I was I've done a few gigs in England, so I was like, it's going to be like Scotland. If you're gigging in a shithole, everybody's more bang up for it. They're more up for having a laugh, like. Mm. I, that that's what I have found so far. Right. But then I went down to Ponton, which is like Manchester's Mo Guy. <laughs> okay. Or Bears Den, sorry, Manchester's Bears Den. And then I went to rugby, where they made fucking rugby. So it was like done better there. Than, is that true? Aye. Did they invent rugby and rugby? Aye. Imagine they invented it in Shitterton. 
<laughs> Tell you what, you'd be a pain mouth for the hookers. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Um, I so so, <laughs> so went in there and it was me. It was like anxiety, fever, dream level bomb. Like they started well. Like I opened it same way. I open every gig in England. Boom, Jamaican accent. Let them know you're there. And um, after that, they just never went for it. And it was that way because I'm so specky and it is dark. Like I can only ever see like the first two rows. I can't really see anything that further back. So there was just from this void just. Shut up, you fucking ginger jock bastard. Oh. And that was getting, that was murdering. That was killing it and all that, like shouts of age hearing and all that. <laughs> and it was so bad, so bad. I just like crouched down to the, the, this, this woman in the front row. I was like, what's your name? She's like, Kirsty. I was like, Kirsty, have you got any jokes? I need fucking anything to get me out of this, man. It's the longest 10 minutes I've ever done, man. Who, who was well, the compere? Phil Chapman. It was a, I mean, it shouldn't have been like, it was a proper good gig. Like, I'd only myself to blame, but yeah, I was just, I'm, I've not really got as much universal material. Like, I need a junior postcode and a shit credit rating kind of thing. Yeah. Some guy with like, pissed in jeans and an Aldi bag up the back. Like, yeah. Aye. Like, like you, that's. You'll that. get there through gigging though. Like, how did you get there? The bus? No, the train. Train. The train. You paid for the train? But mate, booked it months in advance, rail card and all that. <laughs> you go on with a limp, click the disabled one, bash, bash, pop. <laughs> I've not done that. Was... It's all right. Uh, oh, mate, that sounds that sounds bad. And then after all that, I was like, right, I can get back to my halfway house and eat my chips and cheese and drink cans of Stella. Fuck it, you cunts clawing through the walls. <laughs> Fucking hell. Do you ever get cunts fucking shouting at you in the street? Because you've got a very distinctive look. I've been See, like you're saying there, the people were shouting at Ed Sheeran and nah, all that. You know, like Saturday night there at Gary Folds, I was walking back to my uh, motor in Lanark and somebody shouted, All right, Santa. What's that? What? Ah, you think like, I actually went, What? And the guy's like, You look like Santa. I was like, All right, okay. Like, walked away. Totally no fun of your fucking bar. I think it's because it's common. You also don't look like Santa. No, no, no chance. It's like <laughs> Graham Mackey, he does Santa, didn't he? That's yeah. like perfect. Ah, he, he, he is Santa though. But um, I think people just go to a comedy night and they're full of the beans. They just, it's like the yeah, but you don't get people just in the street randomly. Ah, just... I've had a guy recognise me for the prison shows. Like it was like a gang, like pushing a trolley and all that. Like, mate, mate, come here. And I was like, oh no, no. He was like, I seen you in the jails doing a gig and all that. And I was just talking away to the guy. But initially I thought it was getting my trainers taken off me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like midway through a robbery. Right. That was some shift, son. Taking his mask off and all that. Are your points about Ukraine were brilliant? No. <laughs> but I think Paul's talking about any grief. Any? Nah. Nah? Like, I, I'm up to Like, maybe if I'm. <laughs> too busy like that. Look, just aye. like that, walking down the street like that. Staring out the window. Aye. Call back. Like, Come on. Aye, obviously, like in school and all that, but like, no, I've not really. No, no, I maybe I kinda more most of the, I'm starting to think about it now. Like, it's all coming back to me like Vietnam flashbacks. PTSD, like Dom. If you get do you get people saying stuff to you? If you're just wandering about, you've you've so many stories. You're like mad weird cunts come up to you and just start on you. Aye, it yeah. comes a bit and be not. He's normalised when you look like this, but you're just that's oh, just somebody telling me right. I look daft again. Yeah. The Ed Sheeran one's always like the the Karens love that. Hey, Ed Sheeran, 
You don't look like a If a wizard wouldn't be storing fucking weather spoons with her. Surely there's better ginger people that they could See, sling at you for the wiz- you know what I mean? Like it used to be Chris Evans. Nah, I'm taking you know for Chris Evans. It used to be Ron Weasley, but there's No, go back to call me Theo Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, Chris Evans used to fucking be married to Billy Piper. Mate, I'm, pretty right, sure, mate. I'm pretty sure he's got an allegation now, you know. Oh, does he? He might do. He looks... I'm forgetting this has been recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I shakes babies, he's a pedo, he's got an allegation. No, oh, that fucking hell, man. <laughs> that was a joke. Just because we could get sued for that. Aye. That Allegedly. was a joke. Allegedly, it's a joke. Allegedly. Don't, uh, aye. Fuck shake, man. Take a joke. <laughs> I mean, sue me. I'm boys deep in an overdraft. Like, Hi. Good luck. <laughs> oh, oh, that was fucking hell, amazing, man. man. Oh, I, I just wait. get mad fucking weirdos walking up to us. Just, I don't, I don't think it's got anything to do with what I look, but I just like I attract fucking mayhem. There was a woman that came into my work that knew you. Aye. Aye, and she was like, "Oh no, darling, I'm right into my Reiki healing and all that." And she was saying she was like messaging you and stuff. Mm. But like readings and shit like that. Recently? Aye. On Aye on TikTok. I think I know who that is, mate. Aye. I've never met her before. Nice folk, man. The locals and the shop I worked at. She wrecked my house. Oh. <laughs> we, we had half a wrecking and we had the other half of the wrecking with a brilliant night. <laughs> She just took that black, dark energy out my fart box. Like, <laughs> no contact. That's what they're doing now on the TikTok. They're doing, uh, uh, they're siphoning dark energies out fart boxes <laughs> and just spinning it. I, 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 if it is her, she's lovely. No, I, she's brand new. She's in the shop all the time. Blonde hair? Aye, I see a man walking the dogs and all that. Sounds fuck. <coughs> aye. It's a small world, isn't it? No, he's mental. Really fucking spewed them Pop. I know. Oh man. Is there anything you'd like to add, Paul? No, mate. I just like this current crop of like young comedians that are in Glasgow that you're part of, like you, Daniel, Dean, Sean, Paddy, Peter, Kyle. Fuck, am I going to miss any kind of um, fucking autism Avengers? Aye, that is man. That is autism. That's the that's the that is the red group jigsaw class day out. That man. <laughs> but you are like. It, you are really supporting each other and it's good to see and I like that you've have all kind of embraced Darn because Darn's one of the good cunts 100% you know I mean? so man. like just keep doing what you're doing man and I think you have all fucking get somewhere do you know what I mean we're just we're just we're not we're no reinventing the wheel or anything like that we're just um, we're just basically taking the blueprint that the, the comedians in like Liverpool Manchester and another good ones like the the comedians in the north of Ireland like they're all They've got this, they've built this sort of hub, this sort of community where there's no really like external forces like directors or people with money saying like, oh, to do this, you need to do this and can I say that or anything like that. And it is all just about using the, the online platforms and supporting each other. So it's like, well, no, we're just kind of following that model because I think at Scotland, we produce brilliant comedians, but we're a wee bit behind like the rest of the country in that sort of aspect of it and i think once we do catch up like 
it's high tide drives all ships, man. There's no sort of finite amount of success. There's no point being like bitter or being, how did you get that? Who books that? What's the point, man? Do you know what I mean? Like, just help each other out, share each other's shit, and be sound. That's... Can you say it any better, can you? No. That's that's the way it is, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. I wish you all the best, my friend. If you ever need a hand, get in touch. I'll always try to help you. If I'm ever running gigs, I'll always book you. You're welcome to come back on to the podcast. If we've not been jailed by then, <laughs> fuck's sake. Uh, Paul, thank you very much for your help, mate. And thank you again to Alan Argue for sponsoring the podcast. Back on, uh, no, back on side. Give a shout out to Back On Side as well. Good mental health charity that supported me out with therapy. But the funny bunch is this Sunday. It's sold out. The next one is December the 17th. And we've got Larry Dean closing, mate. Oh, that'll be dynamite. Fucking Larry Dean, bruh. That'll be dynamite. Me and Larry Dean go back. back. Ticket. Larry Dean's at 40 bucks. <laughs> you keep 35 and I get a fiver <laughs> I mean he doesn't know that he's gigging now I've just told every country it's Larry Dean <laughs> it's just me doing 90 minutes no but I, Larry Dean is closing and with Sean Chalmers is doing a wee spot as nice well one. and I can't remember who else but I that's us fully booked up until December uh Yes, and then we'll get into other gigs within the new year and stuff. Smashing fucking pointing pens at cunts like I'm a PM and all that. Fucking Larry Dean, Larry Dean. See you next week. Look at me in the eyes, you cunt. You zone it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.